Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing Malice at the Palace. Here's what you need to know. Absolutely ridiculous. Ron Artest of the Indiana Pacers racing into the stands after a spectator hit him with a drink. That set off basically a riot. At the end of the game, I called the Detroit fans a bunch of punks. After further review, I still think they are. Although not all the fans, but those that were involved in this, those that came on to the four guys, and it escalated when the fans get involved. In the United States, it's one of the ugliest, perhaps the ugliest in a major sport, uh, fan player incident I've ever seen. Emotions were high on the night of Friday, November 19th, 2004, in Auburn Hills, Michigan. 
It was only a couple of weeks into the NBA season, but the Indiana Pacers and Detroit Pistons were ready to battle it out on court. This was the first game since the Pistons had beat the Pacers at the Eastern Conference Finals, and the Pacers hadn't forgotten the loss. When they entered the Palace, the arena home to the Pistons, the Pacers had one goal in mind. Win. The Pacers quickly took the lead and dominated the first, second, and third quarters against the defending NBA champions. The Pacers' small forward, Ron Artest, had been named NBA's Defensive Player of the Year the season prior, and he was leading his team with 17 points in the first quarter. The Pacers made two consecutive three-pointers and took a 12-point lead. With only 1 minute and 25 seconds left, Pistons' Ben Wallace knocked Pacers' Ron Artest into the basket while blocking his layup, but no foul was called. Then, with 45 seconds left and a 15-point lead, Ron Artest fouled Ben Wallace from behind and hard. Wallace whipped around and shoved Artest. Ben Wallace is fouled, and Wallace did... Oh, Wallace! Right at Artest! This has potential to be serious if they don't get between. Wallace upset. Players trying to hold each other Sensing a fight, players from the benches walked onto the court. As referees attempted to de-escalate the squabble, Ron Artest walked to the scorer's table, lying across it, apparently goofing around. Now Artest has jumped over the scorer's table and is trying to get down to the bench! To Pistons fan John Green, this was no laughing matter. From the stands, he lobbed a plastic cup of Diet Coke, the cup smashing into Artest's chest as carbonated liquid exploded on impact. With one beverage, the game became an all-out brawl. Artest is in the stands! Oh, this is awful. Fans are getting involved. Steven Jackson's in the fans. Rasheed Wallace going into the stands. Artest climbed into the stands, swinging wildly at fans he thought might be the perpetrators as his teammates hurled themselves into the throng, shoving and hitting any fans who attacked them along the way. Players, coaches, security, and even commentator Rick Mahorn jumped into the crowds to bring the players back to the court and away from the increasingly hostile Pistons fans. Fans threw food, drinks, and any objects they could find, with some frantically running onto the court. Absolute pandemonium filled the palace as players punched belligerent fans, fans shoved anyone in their path, Trapped audience members screamed for help. Announcers desperately yelled into their microphones to quiet the crowds. And coaches and officials fought for their lives while trying to restore order. Finally, the Pacers were removed from the stands and walked off the court to the locker rooms. Piston fans booed, pelting the Pacers with beer, food, and even a steel folding chair as the team, who had won the game but not the battle, exited the palace. That's one of the worst scenes I've ever seen. It's an NBA moment in NBA history. Fun facts, aka death stats. There were only 45.9 seconds remaining in the final quarter of the game, with the Pacers leading 97 to 82 when the fight broke out. In total, nine spectators were injured and two were taken to the hospital. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. 
And our very special guest today is sports personality, a friend, Kenny Maine. Hi, Kenny. What's improved? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What you has taught improved? Me that. You I, taught me that. I, and that was very meaningful. And you know how people just say, hey, how you doing? What's up? How you doing? And you taught me to say to people what's improved and to like yeah. show real actual <laughs> care just... and concern about how things are going. So what's improved for you? For me, um, this podcast, having you on mm-hmm. the show right now. That's getting yeah. to reconnect. What an answer. You know? <laughs> I love it. Well, uh, I, want our, uh, I want you to tell our listeners about your new podcast, which is called Hey Maine. Uh, can you tell them a little bit about the show? We're struggling right now. We're doing, we're just, we have to go home each night, look at ourselves it's in the early, mirror. You're Kenny. supposed to pump it's them early. up, you know? Oh, no, it's going great. Our guests are amazing. And I can't wait for season two, October 13th on Odyssey. Get it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm. That's what they, I have to say that. It's like saying Dave Craig from Tiny Milton College, which no longer exists. It's like, or, or, right. uh, Dr. James Andrews from Birmingham, Alabama. It's mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. No, um, I'm, I truly am excited. It's sort of a hobby right now, more than a profession. And if we ever make money, then it will be more of a profession than a hobby. But I've had, my guests are amazing. I'm like very truly, this is sincere, flattered, honored that all these good people have given me time to do. Christopher Guest, Aubrey wow. Plaza, cool. Allison Becker, John Glazer. Uh, Jamel Hill, Jamal Crawford, on and on and on. Steve Kerr's coming on. We did Sue Bird the other day. Wow. We did Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann Ooh. together. Wow. That's for season two. Things got wild. Um, who else? Just send you them know. our way when you're done with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kenny, um, we like to start off the show by asking our guests, what is something that's recently alarming you? What is something that's keeping you up at night? Oh, the thing where the last president stole nuclear secrets and nothing happened? Oh. That, <laughs> that's right up there. Sure. That's yeah. pretty high on my fucking list of things to be worried about. Yeah. The, my know. list is so long, <laughs> I, we wouldn't have time for it. We'd ruin your show to tell you. There's a book called They Knew by my friend Sarah Kenzior. You should look it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has her own podcast called Gaslit Nation. Oh, yeah. Familiar. Yeah. She alarms me seven days a week. Sure. I used to listen to her. Like, I do my sports center at ESPN, and, and I drive home, and, and I wanted to, you know, consume more information. But it was just like, really, 2.20 in the morning, Sarah, you're going to tell me this stuff? Like, thanks. Well, she thanks. can't control the time you turn on her podcast, Kenny. Fact. That's a good point. That's yeah. true. That, that's more on me. That's right. on but her you. book's amazing. She writes in poetic fashion about horrible things. I guess it's better. She told me it's like I had to. I had to come up with the greatest prose I could because it was so hard to write it, hmm. the truths of what's happening to this country. We get to vote one more time for sure, though. That, <laughs> that's yeah. the truth. <laughs> I, I love how one. you, yeah, yeah. I love how you found optimism really in your in your response. I didn't, I didn't think you 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 I would be the one, but yeah, either, yeah, no. Um, Turn the corner, Kenny. We have to talk about malice at the palace. I remember it. Were you? Uh, was he an anchor rep- at the time? Yeah, yes, yes. Well, I know he he was an anchor at the time, but were you reporting on it when it yeah, happened? Here's the thing. You know how there's a big event in history and so many people say they were there. Like, you know, the stadium holds 18,000 and a million people say they were there to watch that play. 
or they saw it on TV or whatever. In my mind, I worked the very night it happened. Turns out I was wrong because this guy at ESPN, I called him up. I said, do me a big favor. He's, he's like the guy that finds everything. He says, you weren't working. It was a late game. There were a doubleheader or something. I feel like I covered it, but I, he, we haven't figured out when I did. Was it three days later, a week later, oh. a year later? Well, it was in, in my head. I, you guys I, well, talked exactly. about it for a while. For sure, and I watched the. Um, it was Dan. It was the Dan's. It was Levy and um, Berthume. You got him, Steve. Steve Berthume. <laughs> oh, oh, right, right. Not a Dan. Steve Levy. Steve Levy. The Steve. Dan. You meant the Steve. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> you said Dan. Berthume sounds like he said so confidently. <laughs> yeah, I know someone named so Dan close. Levy, so it snuck in there. In in my head. I worked that night. I think I'm wrong. I don't know which night I worked. But yes, I mean, obviously, I remember the incident. It was insane. Everything that happened was insane. God knows what I ever said about about it on TV, but what does that matter? Because here we are now. That's right. We're, we're, mm-hmm. we're reclaiming our history. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not watching. You won't be surprised to hear this. Were Tony. you born? Uh, I was born. But I was a little baby. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wasn't watching, uh, as you know. I'm. I. You know. We were traipsing around Manhattan doing like doing live comedy. Is what we were doing. That's what we were doing. Mm. Yeah. Was it November of 2004? Yes. Yes. Early in the season. Yeah. Early in the season. Um and. Why don't we start by putting start putting things up on the board here at the Alarmist? We we like to have a full board and then we figure out who's to blame. Okay. So, uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Jonathan Abrams, uh, Oral History of the Malice at the Palace, which uh, is featured in ESPN's Grantland. So a lot of our quotes that we're going to be reading are from uh, an article that he wrote or put together. Does he know? We're going to email him later. We're going to give him. <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> we have people who do that. <laughs> so, I, I, first, I... This is something that reporter Mark Monteith of, uh, for the Indianapolis Star said. There were roughly half a dozen elements that caused the brawl, that brawl to happen. If our test doesn't make that hard foul on Ben Wallace, it doesn't happen. If Ben Wallace doesn't react the way he did, it doesn't happen. If the referees control the situation, it doesn't happen. If our test doesn't go lay down on that scorer's table, it doesn't happen. If See, I thought that was pretty cool when you did that. <laughs> <laughs> that is an incredible moment. It is. Um, so it's, you take away a lot Wait, of the go things. To, I'm sorry, I interrupted. Well, no, What's it's the next thing? If, well, if the fan doesn't throw the beverage, it doesn't happen. Yeah. And uh, there was a the continuation chair. there, a succession of things. <laughs> right. um, so you take away one of them and the whole thing doesn't happen. So I want to start off by putting the law of physics up on the board. Mm. Wow. Okay. And Big that is a strong. huge move. <laughs> didn't no, see that one move. of the pillars of you science. You didn't see it coming? <laughs> it's almost, there's another term to it where it's like if one thing goes wrong, uh, everything starts Domino going wrong. Effect? Domino effect? No. Um, yeah, I know. There's also, I'll it's called it. the Swiss cheese effect, too. It's like if that's you have a preventative a, yeah, I, I know. methodology. It's called Murphy's Law. That's what it's called. Murphy's I Law. I remember <laughs> it. Oh. Anything um, that can go wrong will go wrong. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, that, too. So this is according to John Green, who is the fan who lobbed the drink at our test. Uh, I never intended to hit anyone. The day I threw the cup, I forgot about the law of the laws of physics. I hope that no one ever throws anything at the palace again. 
What? Okay. I don't believe it for one second. I've what seen this guy up, in interviews. What goes up maybe doesn't come down? Is that what he's trying to pull Pretty here? Pretty good quote. Yeah. And Ron Artest said, I was lying down when I got hit with a liquid, ice and glass, on my chest and on my face. After that, it was self-defense. Yeah. Ice and glass? Do they know. hand out commemorative glass drink cups at that event? I don't know why he said glass. Might have um, felt like glass at the maybe. time. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it was such a good throw by John Green. Let's put John Green Ooh, up the on the yeah, board. On we got to get him up hey, there. Hey, can I throw something at you? Yes. I, is it okay if I use facts other than those you present of me? Of course. That Chris yes. said I could only go with the sheet he gave me. <laughs> no. That that's, that's all I true. can know. Is it okay if I can know more? You can know more. I just want to point out, too, that the sheet we gave you had some you know, information for the sports challenge. And we did okay, send right. you who the Indiana Pacer uh, players were, a list of the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been a redundant. So, no, that uh, honestly, you know, 2004 is 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. So you might have I remember. Forgotten. Oh, 100% I forgot. I, I did a little pre-study on just like, okay, what exactly happened? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have that in my head in the same way I have the Seahawks getting picked at the one-yard <laughs> line. Okay, I don't... It's not the yeah. same. It's not, seared I, it's not with like pain. JFK. Kenny's it's a big not Seahawks the fan. challenger. It's, you know, there's a whole bunch of things in my lifetime that, that were big things. I can see them, and you mm-hmm. know, that thing. I just remember shit. Guys went in the stands. Mm-hmm. Seriously, like is that bad a fight? Like, so I needed to walk back through kind of the chronology, which you've done a bit of right there in the what if yeah. thing. Um, and again, I'm going to stand up for my man who's just taking a nap on the scorer's yeah, table. Yeah. I think it's funny. <laughs> he did it in an ironic way, I believe. He was post-irony because it was after 2001. Um, right? Yeah. yeah. Wasn't, yeah. Everything was called that mm-hmm. at that point, right? Um, I don't even know what I was going to say right there. But uh, John Green yeah. and our test later communicated via Twitter and established some kind of relationship. What? Look it up! Wow, wow. I mean, they're friends it was now. On the internet. I don't. I don't know if it's oh. true. <laughs> I, the, so, I mean, you quoted somebody. I don't have the attribution, but I looked up a little, a couple few facts. You can look it up right now as we're going. Okay, I'm doing that now. I believe. I believe that our test and John Green somehow kind of came to a level of respect for. Yeah, it was kind of fucked up what you did, but in the moment, everybody act right. If you go back in time, you know, pick all sorts of incidents. People behave. Sometimes you make a decision in a snap judgment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Afterward, you're like, okay, I went a little too far. I probably shouldn't have thrown a chair at the stage <laughs> or whatever. You know, whatever else took place. Yeah, yeah sure. But I'm. I think I'm correct. No, I think they John did. Green- they reconciled, and then they went on a sports radio talk show called Drew and Mike in Detroit. Uh, wow. Confirmed it. And, John wants. Yeah. And John they- said he's doing it for his kids, and uh, and tried and trying to get back into. Uh, you get, you get his lifetime ban removed. Yeah, because oh, he yes. got a lifetime ban as his penalty, oh, wow. right? Well, and then they and then they shot the buddy movie that, where they drove across. Yeah, the that was so that sweet. Was... <laughs> so we should put Ron Artest on the board too. Yeah, I mean, we should put Ron Artest. I also I want to put the uh, bad fan behavior up on the board. Sure. This is a oh, according yeah. to Tim Donahue, this who was a referee said. Who was also implicated yes. in a gambling scandal Correct. for throwing games. Really? So you got a dirty ref yeah. calling this oh game. Oh, my God. He's the famous gambling ref. That's right. Okay, well, so now we he's talking board? about the fans. Yeah, let's put him up on the board. But he's in this quote, he's talking about the fans. He says... Okay. Yo, he has no room to speak about anyone. <laughs> well, that, we totally just discredited this source. 
No, it's but I'm saying in context, here's this guy that later would be found to be dirty dealing NBA games, uh, not a trusted source no. for anything. Well, this is what he said. He said, it was just mayhem to the point where you actually feared for your life. We didn't know at that point if somebody was going to pull a gun or a knife. Fans were coming out onto the floor and challenging players to fight uh, right on the floor. Scott Pollard. Okay, he, he has a point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Scott Pollard of the Pacers said uh, there was no control. This wasn't a game anymore. This was about these fans. They don't know the rules. They're not going to listen to a referee pulling them apart. The fans are not part of the family, the NBA family. Even though you're fighting against these guys on the court, they're still on the other team's jerseys. You're not trying to kill anybody, but the fans don't know that. And uh, you don't know what they're thinking mm-hmm. that changed the whole scenario the fans are a big x factor i think mm. in sports in general and it's amazing that they get to be so close onto the field on, on onto the field oh, of play we, yeah we've we've had incidents in the nba in particular because they're, they're so close right there on the baseline mm-hmm. seats or the, or the side court and right yeah. like interfering with plays or or talking trash to players and being an interference Tripping there. players i was a jamal croft i was a jamal crawford's pro i'm in seattle this past summer, and LeBron James came, and the place was way oversold. They shut the doors for fire code somehow, and it was so hot. And just, and it, I'm not saying it got anywhere near this, but it got pretty crazy mm-hmm. for a Jamal Crawford yeah. pro am. Like LeBron and the attention he brought, people decided, oh, I'm going to send my kid. People were shoving their kids onto the court, go get a picture. Now we got like 300 people on the court. LeBron's just walking in. Jamal had to get on the mic and tell people to, you know, behave mm-hmm. like, guys. You're not mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah. These guys yep. are in the That's game. That's so rude. Back. He didn't say that. But. You know, it, yeah. So my point is, echoing what Chris said, fans have gotten too close. And when they're unruly, it's it's an X factor that can Maybe it's their up. sense of ownership. Like as a fan, you feel like you have an ownership mm. of the team that's not realistic or rational. Not quite there. Yeah, like. You might think that, but you're wrong. Of course, of course. <laughs> right. It's irrational right. and incorrect. Irrational ownership? Yeah. Should we put that Should <laughs> sure. we put that up on the board? Yeah. I, you know, the way I see it's it is a, a game is like a, 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 a theater, you know? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't go up on stage and just inter- start interacting with the actors. Right. It'd be fun, though. <laughs> that would be fun. Unless you're It'd asked to. Just to right? <laughs> walk up on stage. Yeah, Kenny's- some... Plays are participatory. Right. Ken, Kenny, Kenny's a big, probably a big magic fan. He likes to be that volunteer who gets up and gets disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? I went to a Don Rickles show when I was in college at UNLV, wow. and he ripped on me in the front wow. row, and it was so embarrassing. You just uh, you have nothing to say. He was so good. That's a that high means. honor right there. It, Yeah. Yeah. I've, I felt pretty proud yeah. that night. Yeah. Is there, I, I also want to put up on the board m- mob mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give you that. So this is according to Mike Breen. Thank you, Kenny, uh, who's a commentator. And Mike said there were a bunch of people right above where the Pacers were going out. And there was this one young woman who was very nicely dressed in the midst of it. I remember thinking, oh, this poor woman in the midst of this mob mentality. I hope she's going to be okay. And as I'm saying that in my head, she pulls out a a bottle, a, a full water bottle, and throws it at point blank range at the pacers going off of the floor i couldn't believe it even the nicely dressed woman who seems so out of place in the mob she's got she got sucked into the whole mob mentality you know what she and that thing that she did is why we have to take bottle caps off at stadiums now really and concerts 
Haven't you gone yeah. to a concert or a game oh. and you cannot go in after you after you buy the water? They make you give up the mm. cap because if anybody ever throws one, the water will release and not be as damaging as one with the cap. Oh Projector. wow! I don't I don't know if it's because of her, but incidents like that. Interesting. But let's put and it. And we her. have the laws of physics to thank for <laughs> if the bottle was open, it doesn't go as far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a big player there. Um, yeah. Do you know when I was in? seventh grade football and we went to Oregon for one of those exchange programs the kid we stayed with lived on a farm in in southern Oregon and trains would come by and what they did for sport was throw rocks at the new cars that were being carried Mm. on the trains across America and I had I thought a pretty solid arm but intentionally threw short or wrong you know I wasn't gonna like break a car that wasn't my Mark and I weren't doing that that day I know that's another tributary story but it was brought to the fore because Chris was talking. Yeah, about the no, it's cap. it's building a, a broader, it's adding a lot of color and uh, building a broader swath of secondary context to this whole conversation. Bring, keep it coming. <laughs> and we're just talking, right? This isn't recorded. No, right? no, no, just, no one's don't worry. That you didn't just self-incriminate for that <laughs> no. car case Wait. that's still open from that time. We have run our test up on the board, right? We do. Um, who else? Yeah, I'd say he's a principal. So yeah. this is according to Steven Jackson, who was the guard forward uh, for the Pacers. Toward the end of the game, I recall somebody on the team told Ron, you can get one now. I heard it. I think somebody was sh- shooting a free throw. Somebody said to Ron, you can get one now, meaning you can lay a foul on somebody who he had beef with in the game. Ben was the wrong person to foul because if I'm not mistaken, his brother had just passed and he was going through some issues. I was guarding Ben. I let him score. I was trying to let the clock run out. And Ron just came from out of nowhere and just clobbered him. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I had no clue that was about to happen. When that happened, everything just happened so fast. Yeah. So Ron Artest getting a late foul as part of a tit for tat kind of fouling in the game which is that's gamesmanship right kenny and in general and especially it, around that time well it does yeah for sure that era and it does happen people you know it's, you get emotional a big giant people smashing at each other they were mad about the way the game was going. they were mad also maybe about their seat it was early yeah. in the season but you know they just weren't in a good mm-hmm. mood honestly i've looked at the, the clip a bunch of times i don't know that it was that hard a yeah foul. i've seen much harder mm-hmm. fouls in my times mm-hmm. but like chris was saying you know, there were some other emotions yeah. that were there existing right. that didn't matter how hard it was. It could have been a slap on the arm and it might have caused, you know, some kind of retribution. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think also, like you were saying earlier, Kenny, when he laid on the scorer's table, it really just, I think it appeared to be like a... Uh, it, yeah, it was him know. taking a timeout, but it appeared to it be was like he was egging pretty on. Pretty aggressive. The, yeah, it, it was, it like, was a, like very passive aggressive. Kind of yeah. <laughs> you know? I thought it was... I thought it was art. I thought it was, it was just so, but, I mean, he just, it was, and it was, I don't yeah. know. You know, he was waiting for shit to settle down. At least he wasn't swinging at that point. True. He was kind of like backed away from whatever the original scuffle was, which had been broken up several times. And he's like, I'm just going to chill on and, the table while you guys figure this out. That's how I yep. read it more than I'm going to do this so that more stuff happens. Yeah. I thought it was, I'm going to do this. I've checked out. I'm, you know, I'm not swinging. I'm just over and in here. That, in that, Doc Untold, which was really good doc about it, uh, the interview with Ron Artest, he did say, look, I, I had been going to therapy and I was counting to 10 because that's what I was told I, I should mm. be doing. Yeah. And so 
That's what it felt yeah, like to me. I, I just think for the outside observer, you know, it's sort of an odd thing to do. It's so it could be misinterpreted in that way. So, but um, yeah, yeah, definitely it wasn't. It was a little avant garde <laughs> for you know. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, he again, there's a fight. Now there's yeah. not a fight because he stepped right. away from it and he was a principal in the fight with Ben Wallace. It could have ended right there. I mean, John Green forgets the laws of physics <laughs> and brings down a fucking Pepsi bottle. I think that's a problem. <laughs> Typically, you're not supposed to do right. that. You d- no. You know, you're not no. supposed to do that. Now, I, I, we also should put Ben Wallace and uh, sure. his armband up on the board. Right. Was there something written on the armband, like a McMahon? It's not the band itself. Headband? It's what he did it's, with it. There was no message on the band, as far as uh, okay. I could tell. So he, he, he flicks it under, uh, you know, he flicks it at Ron, is what happened. An armband? Like, like an armband. Like I guess he was known for wearing armbands, like sweatbands. sweatbands. Right, but I mean, I mean, a rubber band would be more threatening <laughs> than an armband. It was definitely soft. cloth. They're made of, they're made of it was terry cloth. <laughs> About it. So he flicked it like you do a rubber band. Yeah. I never, I don't remember. And that he part. does. It doesn't even hit Ron, but it kind of. This is what they said. It opened up the floodgates for mm. the uh, fans to feel like they could jump in. Oh, once an armband gets flicked, it's watch it's, out. Bets are off. Well, I mean, if you could make the case, I guess, in a court of law, that when Ben Wallace threw something, the fan thought to himself, "Well, if somebody else threw something. Maybe I'll throw something." It's sort of like a copycat, copycat yeah, type of thing. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, I again, I need to look at. I don't remember that happening. I totally missed that. So, did that happen? It happened right after they got separated, or I don't. I believe when that it happened. happened while he was laying down. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. happened while our, our test was laying on the scores table. Yeah. Oh, he flicked it at him, but didn't hit him. Yeah. But it sort of said, "Hey, a little bit. Let's go start throwing start Pepsi, throwing. diet Maybe. Pepsi." As it it feels thin, but you yeah, know, well, I mean, you know, throw we, it up on the board. To, we'll see where we're yeah. at. I also want to talk about the referees that um, we were discussing earlier. Right. This is according to Mark Boyle, the commentator. Uh, said Tommy Nunez Jr. was one of the three officials, a very small guy. He was in there frantically trying to separate the guys. Ron Gerritsen looked like he was going to soil himself. And the third referee that no one ever remembers <laughs> was Tim Donahue. Donahue. Donaghy. Donaghy. Gee. <laughs> yeah. I believe Gee. Um, Doesn't matter. He. he it is always funny when, when these referees have to break up these big guys fighting. and They just have no chance. Oh. It's like when Van Gundy was, you know, like being dragged yeah, right. across the floor in, yes. the, in the in the was that the garden, I think. Um, yeah, there's you have have on your board yeah. this mythical yes. board that I can't You'll see. You'll see it <laughs> eventually. Is the broad is the broadcast team no. for ESPN going to no. make? No, wow. but I had gotta, I hadn't planned on putting them up there, but, but make a case. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can't say. I, I mean, only in the sense. Culturally, not necessarily adding to the fiasco because it's doubtful many of the fans could hear them. Although, mm-hmm. wasn't it Bill Walden? Wasn't he on the mic? Pretty loud. Very. Uh, he was very upset by yes. what was going on. Yeah. Have some pride. Yeah. There was. What about the sanctity of the game? Yeah. There was a, like th- that. There was a lot of instant sort of reaction walton definitely uh yeah it was very you know disgrace this is a disgrace that kind of thing Um, yeah i mean i guess 
I mean, are we playing murder mystery and just talking about we can, the thing? We can, no, or we, we can we get into the broader implications. Can we talk broad? Oh, well, because then it got... I mean, did you guys see the NASCAR fight just in the last... As we taped this, just within no. a week? No. I forget who the hell it was, but, but there was an incident on the track. You know, there's NASCAR fights occasionally, right? And in this case, the guy runs out onto the track and just starts throwing punches into the driver's window... Just relentlessly, like he does this, you know, 20 seconds worth of it. And a lot of people are like, oh, good old boys, that's just NASCAR. They're, you know, they get spirited now and then, right? But if it happens in the NBA, populated mostly by black people, then they start getting called thugs. Then, right? Like if there's a fight, pick any, a baseball brawl, a baseball brawl, Mm -hmm. I should say, right? Uh Somebody gets hit, somebody else gets hit, and then they all run on the field, right? And it's just funny to me. I mean, I think it speaks to our society how certain things can take place and be called something one time and certain things can take place and be called something else another right. time based on who's involved. So I think there was some of that at the time. Yeah. There was this kind of backlash, you know, because, mm-hmm. because oh, look at these crazy people running the stands, you know, run for your lives. So there's been a couple. I think, there's been, I think that's very, very well put. And I think that there have been a couple instances in hockey, at least, where the fans and the and, oh, sure. and the players would get into it. And there were minor sort of suspensions too. The reaction from the NHL is much is sort of much lighter, I think, or it's just more oh, like shruggish, know, like oh yeah, suspend them for a game. Those yeah. boys, yeah. I mean, I I'm not a huge hockey. No, I don't mean like I don't like the sport. I just don't know as much about it as say football, baseball, basketball that I grew up with. And I like hockey, especially playoff hockey. It's crazy, you know, intense. But I've never quite understood the whole fighting thing. I know that makes me. Um, a communist and, <laughs> and somebody's going to call me soy i think is the new one well, definitely. Uh, well, definitely. i'm woke also i'm woke um i'm all those things because i don't get how it's cool hey we're just going to drop the gloves and fight for about seven minutes and the crowd's going to go ape shit and drink more beer you're, like you're, i don't get why that's okay you're in good yeah. company here we have the our the group of listeners we call the alarmy and we are we are a group that we love we love to call out unnecessary roughness, mm-hmm. unnecessary fighting, unnecessary risk taking, that kind of stuff. That's where we, we like to live. That's our wheelhouse. So you're definitely safety a good first company over here. here. We're safety mm-hmm. firsters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. And finally, I, I also want to put the security up yeah. on the board. And where were they? This is according to oh, no right? S- uh, Seku Smith, reporter. There were uh, only those old security guards. There was no security to keep people from jumping over that little rail and getting down on the floor. The craziness from that night is the players on the teams had, had stopped fighting each other, and it was the fans and the Pacers. Um, yeah. the, the police chief said there was only three police officers in the arena to handle things. They did a great job with what they had. That's what the police chief said. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> you can't always... Now, wait a minute. Just going to say this because the Iraq. Good police are good and bad police are bad. That's right. I'm just going to... That's my view Leave on that police there. I think that's, that's true. Um, yeah. Because too many people want to say they're all this or they're all that, mm-hmm. but they're not all great and they're also not all bad. But mm-hmm. in that case, to only have three in the gym sounds... Cr- <laughs> I mean... My daughter and I went to a WNBA game in Las Vegas, and we were we we were making the same comp. Not that there was going to be a riot there, but we were looking at the guy that was in charge of the floor, and he he kind of looked like he had all the authority of a junior high custodian. <laughs> like if things went bad at, at Totem, 
he, you know, he, he'll try, but he, you know, he's not. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And I think you're saying the same. So yeah, why weren't there more people there to prevent this thing from getting as crazy as it got or breaking it up sooner? Another tidbit that was crazy was that Reggie Miller had injured his thumb or his, his wrist or something, so he was in a suit. And he went out to, he was on the court with our test, trying to get our test off the court. And a cop came up to our test with pepper spray. He was, he was going to pepper spray our test. <laughs> and Reggie got in between him. He's like, what are you doing, man? And the, the cop didn't know who Reggie Miller was. Oh. The mm. cop in India, he didn't know who Indiana Pacer Reggie Miller was. And famous we, basketball player. He's a very famous <laughs> basketball player, and and it was later in his career. Points. I mean, like I even knew three. who Reggie Miller was. I mean, that's how famous he was. That's how famous he is. But anyway, the point being, I mean, the cop, the cop was pointing this pepper spray in the wrong direction. This was not a great response wow. by even the three who were yeah like overwhelmed. Wait a I thought you. I thought you said the police chief says they did a great job. <laughs> According to the police chief, right. they did a great job. Yeah. Do you know when I was a local news reporter? And people still fall for this. Like, it isn't to say they're not correct, but they aren't necessarily correct. Whoever's in charge, whether it's police, you know, the mayor's spokesman, or, you know, whoever in authority is the PIO, you call it, right? Public information officer. And they would trot the PIO out to us, you know, junior reporters to make the big statement <laughs> on behalf of either the mm-hmm. police or the city or the council or whatever it was, right? And more often than not, you're nodding like, yeah. <laughs> The authority guy just said that, so that must be thing. And now I'm going to go write my story Poker for face, the ten yeah. o'clock news because that guy just said yeah. that, and that mu- you know. And I think still in 2022, too many people still fall for the. F- Look what happened. I mean, I'm bringing. I don't want to get that far. There was a really bad thing that happened in Texas a while back, and the original yeah. thing said yes. by the authorities, not even yep. close. No. And as we found out, you know, so the illusion of authority. It, yeah. Right. But we're, you know what we're doing here? We're doing more than you expect. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kenny, is there anything else you think we should, we're missing? The quote of the year. Who are we going to fucking blame it on? We've got to yeah. blame it well, on somebody. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you Gosh. think we should throw up on the board before we start knocking them off? Society. Okay. Go okay. on. Just straight up we'll society. Because that's where I'm putting the blame. Oh. I don't think you can blame... As you were saying earlier, if this didn't happen, then this would... Individuals. You know, you're right. It was this tripping point that led to the next thing and the next thing next thing i think the guy who threw the pepsi or the diet pepsi sorry john green you got to shoulder a lot of this fucking Mm -hmm. blame here because you don't throw that it doesn't move to the next level it was already bad enough but here comes this diet pepsi Mm -hmm. the cap still Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. you forgetting the laws of physics pretty good arm i'll give you that how far up was he he wasn't he wasn't too 20 rows not even something like that that. maybe 15 10 15 yeah yeah, I mean, I could throw any object from the top of any gym. To yeah. The floor. Okay, that's well. Just that's me. what's great. What's <laughs> crazy is, and Kenny's very accurate. We've, I've seen him throw a first pitch at a baseball game. He's got a great arm, but the average person can't probably couldn't hit a target from that spot. Oh it no, it was a lucky shot. I mean, it was lucky. And I don't think. Do, he was do even you know it was? Only, it was a fifty dollars bet. Well, the guy next to him goes, "I bet you fifty dollars." No. Yes. That's brand. Put that guy on the fucking board. That guy. The better with his bet. Pushing John Green to even do it. Maybe he doesn't make the throw without the bet. Or maybe he doesn't even throw it at yeah, all. Exactly. Yeah, contri- contributing what's his, what's to the chaos. I don't like, know. We don't, have, we don't have that on. We don't have the guy's I have, name. I put the bet, John the Green's bet. friend. Okay, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to start knocking things off the board. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have stress and anxiety we carry around as we go about our everyday life. At The Alarmist, we know it's always better to say it out loud and talk it through. Whenever I stress about the sinking of the Titanic, I don't sit with those thoughts in a dark room. I turn on the lights and dive right into it. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and work through what's really going on. Maybe you can't stop spiraling or catastrophizing. I started therapy over 10 years ago and never looked back. If you're thinking of starting therapy... Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Heck, we sometimes change our minds and rethink the verdict at The Alarmist. And that's also okay when it comes to therapists. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Alarmist today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash alarmist. Who is to blame for the malice at the palace? The laws of physics. Murphy's Law. John Green. Ron Artest. Bad fan behavior. Tim Donaghy. Fans' irrational ownership delusions. Mob mentality. Ben Wallace. Wallace's armband. The referees. The ESPN broadcast team. (laughs) The security. The illusion of authority society or the bet <laughs> made by john green's friend it's a good, it's board. A good one it's wow. a really can i just note yeah. back when i was doing sports center you couldn't swear i mean it happened once in a uh-huh. while but you weren't supposed yeah. you, know, you couldn't do it willfully or you weren't supposed mm-hmm. to but it's so fun to be able to but I, hopefully i haven't said too many bad words for your audience i don't think no. you have and yeah. I, yes you've said a few you've the said fcc a few. hasn't gotten 
we'll just, podcast. Yeah, we'll just yet, put an explicit, think. a highly explicit yeah. warning in this particular episode. Like a 90s rap <laughs> record. Yeah. Parents, parental discretion advised. Yes. Um, I think it's okay. I, I think we're okay taking Wallace's armband sure. off of the board. Yeah, that's stupid. Right? Uh, yeah, you can't blame the armband itself, the act of... No. The act of flinging Perhaps. it, you could have put, yeah. but that wasn't. I also don't think we can blame Murphy's Law. No. no? <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, then we can blame everything for Murphy's Law, but we can get yeah. a little more specific. Right. Anything bad, exactly. Because this was pretty willful. Mm, I what agree. Happened. Yeah. Yeah. What about the law of physics? Is that a little to blame? general? That's a cop yeah. out. It's, it's I, arcane. It was a great soundbite, yeah. but it's. It, it, yeah, we're not, <laughs> we're not going there. Um, how about. Um, Oh, mob mentality that that does stay well, on the board. Let's roll Tim Gaunt Donaghy into the other referees, right? Yeah. yeah. So if the, if it's the ref, take the refs out. Just take this the refs one was off, too much. Yeah. yeah, the refs are out. They they sucked, but they look at that tiny guy. What are you supposed look at to ref do? In the middle. I, I don't. I, I don't think we can blame this on the referees. And it's also that no. that's not their job, right? No. Well, is it? they're supposed to control That's the floor, true. but they're they're not ushers. They weren't supposed to control. <laughs> there should have the been right. more security. Come on, um, the illusion of authority. I don't know. I mean, that's a that's an ongoing sure. problem. Yeah. So. Yes, it's definitely prescient, but I, I don't know that it applies directly here. Mm-mm. I think I the think fans or rational ownership delusions too kind of is a little too. Uh, yeah, a that, little broad. That, that's, I yeah. I'd rather you know get John Green. In the alarmist jail. Too broad. But, you know, there's something to be said about this reaction. And maybe that's a whole other episode of the media's reaction to all this. And like yeah. Kenny was saying, the use of the word thugs and, and, and yeah. you know, just sort of, you know, unnecessarily um, coming down hard on these players. Whereas, you know, it happens in other sports and that you don't get the same I, yeah. kind of reaction. I'm glad. So I'll, I'll, we should drop yeah. that as well. I'm that, glad they I mean, were on the board. That's a different it's topic. A different, yeah. yeah, it's a different show. topic, but we want to give it a... You know, okay, just we'll take them off. So we're taking out the ESPN broadcast yes, team. Sure. It's doubtful. And I wasn't saying it just in that vein. I just wondered, did Bill Walton get so exercised that somehow somebody heard him like, fuck you, right. Bill Walton. I'm going to go on the floor oh, now. Yeah. Oh. But I don't think that yeah, happened. Yeah. We don't know for sure. We don't oh, know. You know what's not on this board, though, that uh, could maybe deserves at least an honorable mention is alcohol. Oh. Oh, wow. Right? That's covered in the Okay, society. good. <laughs> then we're good. We should call it drunk society then. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol is such a good point, Clayton. I mean, what you had is, and you know, there was a, also another tit, tidbit and untold, which is the a couple of the guys that were that got into this fight. Um, a couple of the guys that got into the fight were about to lose their season tickets because they had been rowdy at previous games. Really? Oh. Um, I thought that was an interesting tidbit, and then. Yeah, and they also had because it was a blowout or it was a it was a big deficit. A lot of the people who were down in the stands in the lower parts had left Didn't the belong. game, and there were f- and other people came oh. down. Yeah, yeah. So drinking that's, and that's our dog Muller. That's all okay. right. Like we can make him part of the show. We'll make him part or we of the can show. Pause. Yeah. No, I, I think okay. he, he well, should, he's barking. I think he's upset. You know, he's upset about. No, alcohol. I think Gretchen. I think Gretchen and Bryn just oh. came home from the volleyball game, <laughs> and he barks to announce that people have arrived. Oh, that's uh, nice right. of him. Then, wait a minute, not done with him. Once, and there's Jed, the other dog who goes and hides because he's meek. <laughs> then, when Muller sees that it's Gretchen and Bryn, he'll run and grab a fluffy bone, this big 
fakey bone things that yes. they like to play with. And then he'll run back and say, look at me. I just brought you a fluffy bone. It's, it's part of the process. <laughs> <laughs> did, did Mueller bring you a fluffy bone? Kenny's checking in if his prediction came true. Dogs are pretty reliable. Do we have confirmation? Do we have confirmation on the bone? We'll find out. Okay. We'll find out. Keep us posted. Yep, yep. Mueller has there the fluffy bone. Okay, yeah, it's good. That's good. He's consistent. <laughs> Very consistent. So, bad fan behavior, society, and alcohol. Can we can we wrap society and alcohol into bad fan behavior? Yeah. Because in this instance... What do you instance, think about that, Kenny? You're... Well, I mean, do you want me to give away my pick? Because in what you're doing right now... You're sort of stealing your pick from where I was oh, going to go. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's, let's hear your thoughts. I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. We're here I want to know where you were going to go. Well, yeah. I mean, I just think it's sort of a compilation of everything you just listed. It's the alcohol. It's fans thinking they get to do whatever they want at games. Players getting out of control over dumb little fouls. Referees not taking charge, not enough security there. Police about to mace people when they shouldn't be, yeah. not recognizing. I just there's a whole bunch of blame, and it's too hard to specifically say this one person is the most responsible. Although, if you're gonna have a vote right now, John Green's right up there. Yeah, that's he, what I think. Quite a few. I- and why do we leave out? What about Brian Jackson with the late chair throw? He didn't oh, even make the board. Yeah, well, okay. he. And not to say that it was okay, what he did was terribly wrong, but that also came after. I feel like things were already heated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, his was like the dessert. Right, yeah. the attitude. Whereas John Green was Instigator. the main dish. Yeah. The moose And the original fight on the court was the appetizer. There you go. Yes. For so, all of our chefs and food fans out there who don't understand <laughs> sports, now they get it. <laughs> now they get it. <laughs> so society's to blame, which is true with most things. So, so, but let's get specific here. Like society. You could um, say like sports, sports fan society. Sports culture. culture. Yeah. Like the, but, you know, you also see this type of behavior in other that's situations. True. Sure. right? You see ridiculous things happen at grocery stores. Oh, yeah. You see ridiculous patrons yelling at you know the Wendy's clerk because yeah. the hamburger has too much cheese on it or what, right people misbehave in all sorts of ways so it's like an ill in saying, our society there's some kind of illness we're basically a broken country is what I'm yeah is it Failed is it society. not thinking before you act Failed state is is that it's like our our instinct to not think before you act mm. hmm or is it like a sense of entitlement or just like real like yeah Ooh. that's interesting i think you yeah. know, to me, it all kind of gets wrapped in, and I know I've just said this, but bad fan behavior, that's, because at the end of the day, you have people paying a ticket, okay? And, you know, when you go to a theater, you go to a comedy club, or you go and see somebody speak, or there's a, there's a you know, a sort of accepted sort of expectation mm-hmm. and norms. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. how you're supposed and, to act. Yeah. And the beha- yeah, and most people follow and it. Most people follow it. Um, and when you break those norms... You know, something like this could happen. I mean, bad fan behavior well, yeah. and, and Tim and, and then John I, Green. Feel- I think we slap John Green. Okay. So, Kenny, we always, are, the slap is kind of like the second runner up. So you're going to use violence as a metaphor. <laughs> That's by right. saying you're going to slap him <laughs> as you criticize yeah. the violence that took place. Wow. We've never. Uh, this show's to blame. Okay. 
I guess you're right. It is yeah, just general society. It's a good point. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm going to say this. It was a terrible night. It was awful that it happened. There have been other terrible nights in sports and regular outside of sports society. I'm glad that John Green and Ron Artest found some peace. Mm-hmm. To, like, to me, that's like a nice, at least to turn the corner. Yeah. And I hope, he's, I hope they're all doing well. Yeah. Like, you know, somebody made a dumb decision on one night over a bet, over some drinks, over whatever. Like, you shouldn't, that shouldn't be all he's known for forever. So what is John Green doing otherwise? Do we know? Chris, we don't know. are you on his Twitter? I, I, we don't know. And I, I'm not to, about to use our, our little uh, show here, our soapbox, to give him any more, uh, <laughs> you know, any promotion. I'm not going to promote his. Poor but I think he's trying to get guess? back on. T- he's trying to get the band lifted. Although the, al- yeah, although no. the palace was dis- destroyed. It was. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it must just be for. That's a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are we talking about that night or. Wait a minute. Can I, can I ask a question? Yeah. You listed a whole bunch of Pacers and Pistons. Did all of those people get some kind of suspension and fine? Four guys got suspended. Artest, oh. Jermaine O'Neal, Ben Wallace, and uh, and uh, Stephen Jackson. Stephen Jackson, yeah. What about the coaches? Oh. We haven't even talked about the coaches. Should the coaches not have instilled enough discipline in their teams that this wouldn't have happened in the first place? Oh, my place? God. Uh, it's a good question. Any, what are your thoughts on it? I don't have any. What about their kindergarten teacher? Why didn't <laughs> we can miss you reach him real far back here, huh? <laughs> By the way, who's the most impactful teacher in your life? <laughs> what grade? What was uh, his or her? Tune High in, t- t- tune <laughs> yes. in to Hey Main to hear questions and prompts <laughs> yes. like this. I'll go on your show, and, we <laughs> and, and, and you can hear amazing, amazing questions and follow-ups. But in the meantime, let's put this. Okay, I, I have to bed. call it, Kenny. I have to call it, and you're not going to like it. Go for it. I'm going to... Okay. John Green, you're getting the big slap. Bad fan behavior. You're going to the alarmist jail. And I know, and, and you've actually almost convinced me that it should just be general society, but... But society is within the bad fan behavior, so... right. Hopefully sure, that's yeah. some comfort. It's, it's, it's prompting that. Is there only bad. first and second? Isn't there a third place? There's no third place. We sometimes you do. You just do a big slap and a yeah. Occasionally we'll do the big backhand, which is a slap, and then you come back with the backhand, you hit somebody else. <laughs> and then occasionally, if we like what somebody did in a given situation, we give them the big clap. Yeah. And okay. if I, if I, I like was going to do the backhand, There's... I'd give it to the security. Well, no one's getting a clap no. here. Just no one's getting a clap. Everyone should walk away with their... Just shameful the whole night. Kenny, thank you so much for joining us today and helping us get to the bottom of who's to blame for malice at the palace. What a night it was. I mean, tonight and that night. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. We're we're so on the same page. Sympatica. Following the brawl, the NBA suspended nine players, including Ron Artest and Ben Wallace for a total of 146 games. The suspended players lost a combined $11 million in salaries. Five Pacers players, O'Neal, Artest, Harrison, Jackson, and Johnson, were charged with assault and eventually sentenced to a year of probation and community service. Five fans also faced assault charges and were banned from attending Pistons home games for life. Following the brawl, the league imposed new security guidelines for all of its arenas. 
This included a size limit of 24 flowing ounces for alcohol and a hard cap of two alcoholic beverages per person, as well as a ban of alcohol sales after the end of the third quarter. The NBA also later ordered that each team put at least three security guards between the players and the fans. Visit our website and let us know who you think is to blame at www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at The Alarmist Podcast and on Twitter at Alarmist The. You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early with fact-checking by Chris Smith and editing by Maria Blasucci. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Alex Paul. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith and the Erios Network. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing La Voison, France's murderous witch. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.